0: Welcome, this is from All the Light, and I'm your host, The Watchman. Today, I have a special guest.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) I'd like to thank you for coming. It really helps out a lot just to have people come in and converse with me on the Bible and everything.
1: Of course, I'm excited to do this. This is what I love to talk about Jesus and how he's helped me in my life. So it's an honor.
0: Well, thank you. So I have a a new segment that I want to start, which is called the Romans Road. You'll actually be the first person I'm doing this with. Cool. So, but it's a series of questions where I just ask you just a a number of things about how you got started on your quest and your journey with Christ. Awesome. Start us off and build slowly is what's your name and where are you from?
1: So my name is Ida McMillan-Zaff. I am originally from Roanoke, Virginia. I was not born there, but I spent most of my life living there. And um, now I live in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Oh, nice. That's great. Charlotte's a city.
1: I love it. only been here like a month and a half, and I want to stay here for a while.
0: (laughs) Any new friends? Have you a church or anything you like?
1: I have actually. So I've made a lot of new connections and I felt a lot of like God's presence and blessing while I've been here. I've just been so at peace, like even during the move and like picking up my life and bringing it here without anyone else's help. It was really hard for me, but through the whole process, like God, God's peace was with me. And I've just felt that through every single day being here since. And it's been kind of crazy because he's brought like people into my life that have led me to relationships now that I know I'm going to just keep for the rest of my life moving forward and I only just got here so it's been kind of insane and exciting all at once and I also found a church called Freedom House and they're located in a bunch of different places around Charlotte they have three locations um, so they're a satellite church but they're based in like mission work and leadership and relationships so I'm excited to like serve for them and get more plugged in and just build my faith through their community
0: Oh that's beautiful. Mhm. Uh, and you said yeah. what's the
1: name of the church again? Freedom House.
0: Freedom House well Mm -hmm. if anybody is listening to this and they're from Charlotte make sure to visit Freedom House or yeah
1: definitely they're the most welcoming um, hospitable and excited passionate group of people I've met and I only just went this morning and I already feel like I'm I have a place so it's it's definitely a place that I would encourage anyone to go to who's who's visiting or who lives here Um, it's even if you're not a believer like just go give it a try and just just be around those those people and their energy is contagious it's awesome
0: I mean that's amazing Mm -hmm. to just move somewhere and immediately feel part of the community so
1: yeah yeah what a blessing
0: yeah really all right so the second question is who inspired you the most when you were younger and who inspires you now
1: so this one is hard for me to answer because I've had so many influential and inspirational people in my life. Um, I'm really blessed in that in that sense because I feel like every person, every relationship that has really made an impact has kind of led me to where I am now. And I know God will just continue to bring more people into my life, but to not get off track. Um, when I was young, my older sister really inspired me. She danced and did ballet for about 12 years. And because of her, I was really inspired to pursue that as well and she is like I guess one of the main people who got me into um, like physical exercise and being strong like physically strong at a very young age so she's definitely someone who's inspired me but really the like the one person who inspired me the most when I was really young was Jane Goodall she did a lot of work with um, the chimpanzees and environmentalism and awareness especially in the younger generations so I started my own Roots and Shoots Community Garden which is her organization that is designed for younger people to help conserve their environment through community events like recycling events and like more environmental awareness activities and so I did my own community garden and that was kind of a flop I'm not even gonna lie because (laughs) (laughs) I like really wanted it to be successful but in my heart and I knew who I was wasn't a gardener and I think I was just trying to impress my mom and like you know as a kid you're like I'm just gonna do this because I think people would like me because I did it So that's definitely something I learned from it but her work in general really inspired me to be my own activist whatever that looked like Mm -hmm. and not just for the environment which is always important we should all be our own activists for that but for anything that we think is important to us and that we know is going to be important for a collective so she's really inspired me and I've learned so much about you know plants and animals and why they're so important and why we have to help the earth as much as we can as human beings so She's definitely like one person that really sticks out. But I also had moving into my younger adult years um, a lady named Amy. She was the leader of my youth group at mm-hmm. my church. I was in an Episcopal church and confirmed in the Episcopal church when I was young, and she led our youth ministries. And she really showed me what it w- what it looked like to lead a faith filled life because a lot of her life and a lot of what she did was through faith in action and she's like the first person who really just lived that out in front of me and i was learning from her i think subconsciously at that age so she really had a huge impact on my life and i hope she hears this because i don't think she realizes like how much of an impact she really had yeah, and I, I think about her all the time, and I I want my life to be very similar to the message that she she lived through her actions and through sh- how she talked to people and how she loved people because she just saw the everyone and she brought that out of every person um, wow. and she had such a good way of communicating and communicating the gospel and what Jesus had done for her and she just knew that Jesus could do so much more through her if she could just be a servant to people and it was yeah so she definitely had a huge impact on my life. Wow. And I could name 20 more people, but (laughs) like, you know, when I thought about that and I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, I think she definitely had the biggest impact.
0: Wow. and did you ever let her know that she just left that kind of impression on you?
1: I did, okay. yeah, but I don't think I did it enough because I was very young, mm-hmm. and at the time I didn't fully see just the impact that she made, but in hindsight, looking back now to where I am, a lot of how she ran the ministry for youth and how she laid down her life for the kids and for like helping us be better Christians and learn wow. how to grow in our personal walk with Christ. Um, just thinking back to all that she did for us was just like, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I it hope really she does is. hear this. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so too.
0: <laughs> so the the next question is what's your favorite book in the Bible and Bible verse?
1: So, my favorite verse is from 2 Corinthians 3:18, and I will just say it now. It says, "But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord." The reason I love this verse is because it's talking about going from the old way of the law. So mm-hmm. Moses and the law and actually like a physical form being the tablets and then going into the glory of Christ being the ultimate savior and the way we should live. So yeah. the old law, which is tangible, cannot sustain us. It ha- It's flawed. It's, it's like us as humans, like it's not going to sustain us and give us life. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus making us new creations is the ultimate way of life. And I just love that because not only does it describe that as a transition, but it also describes our transition from our old way of life. So dying to ourselves and then picking up Jesus's cross. And that decision every day is something that we have to make. And that's why I love it so much. And the book itself, 2 Corinthians, was written by Paul and Timothy and explains to me what like living through the Spirit and by faith truly looks like and how no matter how, how hard-pressed we are as Christians, our lives are always protected by the love of Jesus Christ because of the grace that He showed us dying on the cross. And it's a gift because we are His light in the world mm-hmm. and we, we, it's our duty as believers and followers of Christ just to shine as brightly as we can. So we should never dim ourselves down. No matter how dark a place might be that we end up in or how hard a relationship might be, we should always be shining as brightly as we can. And that's not an easy thing. And it talks about that a lot in the book and like how we, we are always going to be facing something. Like as Christians, our life isn't any easier. It just gets harder. But because of Jesus's sacrifice, we have the strength to sustain any hardship.
0: Yeah, just to persevere through like adversity.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: And that's beautiful, and that's one thing that we shouldn't tire. You know, we shouldn't grow weary of wanting to do good things or wanting to, yeah. you know, be steadfast in our faith. So no, that's really exactly. Good. Those are great. Yeah. What was the deciding factor or action that started you on your path to Christ?
1: So I grew up in the church. Um, my parents started taking us when I was like four. So I've always been. Around Christians. I've always been encouraged to read the Bible, like talk about my faith, just be kind of like radical in my sense, in the sense of faith. But I never really decided to do that or really live out faith until I got to to age like 19. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, a young kid growing up in a church, there's not a lot of people that at least where I was planted, there wasn't a lot of like one-on-one guidance for me. And there wasn't any like You know this is how you build your own relationship with Christ it was more about like these are you know this is what you should and shouldn't do and I think that's a similar story that a lot of us have especially as you know Christians we kind of I think we can get jaded I have a lot of like friends or I know people that feel kind of jaded about Christianity and going to church because of how they were raised in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of fell into that for a while and I wasn't living fully for Christ. I was still living for my sin and you can't be doing that and then trying and then saying like you're a Christian and believer at the same time because you can't, you know, be a servant to two masters. It's impossible. And so I didn't really start like living out my faith and wanting and having a desire to be in alignment with what Christ wants me to do for my life until I was like really 2021. 20, um, and even then, I was still living in some sin, but I had that conviction and I had that sense of like, I need to make changes in my life. I want to change future generations. I don't want to end up the same as my parents. I don't want to be the same as these people. I want to stand out and be different. And it took me a lot of, lot of strength to do that because you have to let go of people, you have to let go of places, things that you're familiar with that might not be good for you. But I mean, I did and I let those things go and it was definitely the hardest thing, but it was also the best thing I've ever done because God is able to bless you when you let go of things that are of the world because if we're constantly holding on to things that are taking our passion away from Christ Mm -hmm. and are distracting us from living for him he doesn't have the space or the room or the ability to bless you because you aren't giving your your space and time for him so as soon as I let those things go it was like I was like all right here we go. One, here's one <laughs> blessing after another. And it, I mean, it's it's not all, you know, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> like, and I don't expect it to be, but yeah. it is really incredible what God can do when you open up space for him and yeah. you really listen to him and you spend time with him and you give him the opportunity to be like present with you in a moment. So, yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting that you brought up God communicating with you because the next question Uh is like, how do you think God communicates (laughs) to you and uh, how do you communicate to
1: God? So... I think my communication with God is through everything that I do when I'm consciously aware of how I'm speaking and acting to others. Because I think through my communication with other people, I, He's communicating through me and I want to leave Him room to do that. But obviously like through prayer, prayer is honestly the, the biggest way I communicate with Him. To me, it's like prayer isn't just something you do alone in your room. When that's what it says in the Bible for us to do. Close the door, and pray in your room mm-hmm. alone. I think that's beautiful. And that's something that is really important to me in my daily life. But I think prayer is also something you can offer. And because genuinely you want... To be of service to other people, and prayer is a direct channel to God. That is the that is like the direct way that we communicate with Him. But also through service to people, through being of help to someone in need, that's mm-hmm. another way I communicate with Him. But I think that He communicates to me through other people, through the wisdom from other people, through experiences—hard experiences, easy ones, like fun ones. It doesn't it doesn't really matter the type, but like I definitely feel His presence. I'll even get like goosebumps sometimes just like I just know like he's there but yeah I think that that's how definitely worshiping being in community with other believers those things really um, bring me a sense of his presence as well
0: and I, I noticed that because on your like social media you definitely post a lot of Christian inspiration mm-hmm. and you give out a lot of hope and inspiration as well to others just to yeah. remain in their faith and to remain positive and you're just you're very yeah. uplifting
1: Thank you. I try to be because I know how dark the world is right now. And as, like I said before, as believers, we're not to be of the world. We are to be different and stand out. And be lights in the dark, and I will never ever stop doing that because no matter what the world looks like around us, we—it's our duty as believers to be yeah. the encouragement that others need.
0: No, that's, that's yeah. amazing. And so I, I'm guessing, like I, I'm getting a feeling as to what your answer may be for this next question, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, what do you believe to be your God-given mission? I feel like I, <laughs> I kind of have a glimpse of what it is now, but just for everyone yeah. else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, I think my mission honestly, it's going to change because I think through every season we go through, our mission is going to look different. And I also believe that for our purpose. And I don't think our purpose is one thing. I think our purpose is constantly evolving because God uses us for a reason wherever we're placed. And I kind of believe that for my mission as well. I think the overarching theme for the reason like god put me on this earth and given me the spirit is encouragement it's for being vulnerable for sharing like my story with people for not being afraid to like thought of as less than because of my story to not worry about the judgment from other people because my worth is in christ and i am found in him and he's been the ultimate like changing factor of my entire life um, so sharing my story with people doesn't scare me anymore. It really used to, but I want to be able to like be a light to people who maybe think that they're not worth it, or hmm. Christ couldn't love me because I've done this and that, or because of my mistakes I'm I'm forsaken. And like, no, you are not forsaken. Like, you will never be forsaken. God loves you, and He wants you more than anything. He wants to be exactly. part of your life, and He wants to move in your life more than anything. And He is there for the brokenhearted and he is there for the lowly. Just so humbling myself and realizing like, we are all hurting people, but hurting people who don't have to stay hurt. We can move through it and we can do it together. Mm -hmm. And I think that by sharing like things that are hard that you've gone through, that is healing in itself, not just for you, but for other people. So yeah I think that's the overarching theme for my mission but I think that what that looks like is going to change so I'm kind of like you know excited for the next thing but right now it's like really simple it's just like me reaching out to people and asking how I can be of service to them and for now that's what it is but it could change later on so I'm excited to see what it looks like down the line
0: (laughs) well I'm excited to see it too I mean yeah definitely sounds like you're on a a great path and you're down the right path and the fact that you're talking about like reaching out to others and supporting and assisting others that kind of reminds me me of Galatians 6 2 where it says carry Mm -hmm. each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ and so that it really reminds me of that because you're like reaching out to people and saying hey I'm here to
1: exactly do
0: this with you to let you know that you're not alone especially in 2020 which has been extremely difficult for everyone
1: Exactly. I also love verse nine when it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Um, Mm -hmm. And therefore, as this is verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. That is like, that's my mission right there. Like that Mm -hmm. is exactly like why I'm on the earth, because I like the part where it says we will reap a harvest if we do not Mm -hmm. give up, because no matter what kind of service you give, because people, I think, can think of like doing good is in like giving money and that sort of thing, and that's definitely good. But being of service and doing good for those who are weary or hurt or heavy laden, that you reap a harvest from that too. So I think the spiritual way of giving is more impactful than like the tangible way of giving, in my opinion. And I think especially nowadays, like because of social distancing and not being able to like directly be with people all the time, the spiritual giving is more important than ever.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like just being there, being that emotional support for others, yeah. allowing them to be able to talk about, as you said earlier, to talk about the hardships they went through. Because like yeah. while you're speaking on those things, you do have like some period of alleviation you can feel mm-hmm. the, the emotions and you can feel the burden of them just like uprooting from your spirit and from your soul a little bit.
1: Exactly. Like a little bit yeah. of
0: ease. And, you know, and that's because you have someone there, you have someone encouraging in it and empowering you, you know, and, yep. and it's all through God and, it's, and ultimately it's actually all through christ's commandment which is to love
1: yes exactly i love that
0: there's a lot more to it as well like the fact that you have another person who's willing to listen to you who's willing to carry Mm -hmm. this load with you you're both in a way acting out the work of a servant and yes really the work of serving is is to love another person which is the greatest commandment so
1: yes yes so true yep
0: So I just I just find that amazing that your mission just goes right along with God's commandment and with Christ's commandment. And it, I don't know, probably didn't intend to be like that. Like you didn't intentionally think of it like that. It's mm-hmm. just what God has placed on you. That, this is what God wants you to do. No matter where yeah. you go, that's, that will always be something you would carry with you.
1: Yes. Yes, I totally agree. And I, I, it's definitely like, I feel like it's almost like a building that God's creating. So each stone is being laid. And when you're building a house, you have to have a strong foundation. Mm-hmm. And that the core of that house, if it's weak, if it doesn't have any stability, if it's built incorrectly, it's going to crumble symbol like yes. you know like a breeze goes by just boom like topples down and that I think is like a really good example of why it is so important to have those strong core foundational beliefs and yes. have that faith in God because you're not you're indestructible you're standing on a rock a firm foundation you're not standing on straw or you know a bunch of little stones like you are you are going to be strong even through like the hardest times you want to have yes. peace that surpasses all understanding and i've experienced that in my life so much just even this year and i'm sure a lot of other people have so i'm honestly like really grateful for 2020 and Mm -hmm. i think that this is the greatest year that i've ever had and that i think a lot of people have ever had and they might not realize it now but when they look back they will see that this year was necessary and I think it was more necessary for believers than anything else because it's created a wake-up call for us and it's made me realize like my efforts as a believer to help anyone just through conversation through interaction at the grocery store through anything it does not go to waste like every little thing we do to help other people is impactful and it all makes a difference and we should never take a interaction or a conversation or anything for granted we should always Be the example to every person that we come in contact with.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And there's two points that I found very interesting in that. And one is like what you said at the end is to take every conversation and like Mm -hmm. and be grateful about it because that's something I've been trying to practice the last like two and a half years. Is just to have appreciation and gratitude for any encounter. You know, like people used to say uh, that was a waste of time. And Mm -hmm. when I started to think about it, I was like, any encounter, any conversation I have with another person can never be a waste of time. You know, like we're sharing that time. And time is something we can never get back. There's probably something I can take from it, something I can learn and understand about it. Or just oh, the simple yeah. fact that they're just sharing this time with me is yes. something I should appreciate.
1: Yeah. And, and we, you have an opportunity within that time to bring positivity, yes. um, encouragement that will create a sense of like wholeness in the person that you're communicating yes. with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And let alone, like, even if you didn't want to entertain the conversation, but you did just for the sake of the individual, Mm it might leave an impression on them. Like, oh, like he's a genuine person and that just might leave an impression and that might drive them to do the same for someone else.
1: Yeah, exactly. That domino effect. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing that was interesting was you may be one of the few to actually express that 2020 has been pretty, pretty good to them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: oh yeah it's been good
0: yeah see so I mean but it's good that you're sharing that because Uh also in Galatians on Galatians 6 it says anyone Mm -hmm. who receives instruction in the word must share all good things to his instructor so the fact that you know 2020 has been good to you has been uplifting and it's actually been a reflective season for you the fact that you're speaking about it and sharing it now is really good
1: yes and I mean, I say that it's been great, but I'll give you some backstory if I can. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, 2020 started with me being in a very toxic relationship, a, very, a relationship that blinded me to possibility of anything good basically coming into my life. I was not in a place where I could receive God's word for my life. I wasn't hearing from him. I felt stuck. And this goes back to what I said about letting go of things that aren't of God. And of course, I, I respect the person I was with and I wish the best for them and I pray for them and I love them. I truly do because in my heart I've forgiven them of what they did to me because I'm not going to carry that load with me anymore. But that's how my year started and we went through a breakup. The hardest one I've ever been through And probably be the last breakup I ever have. Um, Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, because to me, I'm at a point in my life where relationally, I'm not here for, you know, games or anything like that. And I know a lot of people our age understand Mm -hmm. because we don't have time for that. We got, you know, lives to live and impacts to make. So, anyway. Mm Um, that happened and as soon as our breakup, you know, was over and I was kind of on my healing journey, I mean, the whole time God was telling me to end my relationship with this person and um, it was hard. The whole time, I kid you not, the entire time I was with this person, God was telling me to end it. And, you know, in my head I was thinking, during you know the relationship, like, no, like, God's put this person in my life because I'm supposed to be the example for them. Like, I'm supposed to be encouraging them to be closer to God. But I think one of the biggest lessons I learned through that was the fact that you can't change anyone you can't save any person. God is the only person who can save anyone. That person has to want to have that relationship to be fully saved. And I couldn't do that. No one else was going to do that for that person. So I had to let go because it was bad for me. And then when you're disrespected and that just, you know, obviously shouldn't be tolerated in a relationship. So it ended and then God just decided to bless me like never before. And I think it was the most beautiful transformation evolution I I've ever had personally, because it was heavy weight that I was carrying around and I let it go. And then I felt like so much peace just swept over me. And so 2020, like really hard year for me, like, yeah. I say it's easy, but I think the only reason I say that, or that it was good, the only reason I say that is because God is always good and he turns anything that's evil into good. And I felt that so much this year because I was living in sin, I wasn't living for God. I was praying to him and asking him for all this like direction and wisdom and I couldn't receive it because I was still a slave to my sin. Mm -hmm. And then when you stop being a slave to your sin, God can bless you. He can give you the wisdom you need because now you have eyes to see and that yeah so as much as 2020 has been good to me I went through my moments of really really hard times too. Wow
0: wow yeah I can understand that we all have that like that relationship I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate to just that toxicity and just how it really hurts and it just sits there and like as you were saying you said this a few other times just you know just being a slave to your sin and It reminds me of what Jesus said when he said, you know, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But one thing that Christ has demonstrated to us time and time again is his compassion for those who are Mm -hmm. enslaved to sin. He shows us great love. He shows us great mercy and grace just by how he wishes to break us of this bondage. And that's just yeah. because of how how much he loves and how much he mm-hmm. he's a servant of God, the Father. As you were saying earlier, of how people view you and how you view yourself and things like that, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. when you know, when we do have a folly or when we do indulge in a sin, we kind of beat ourselves up, we break ourselves down. Yeah. And sometimes other people do the same to us; they condemn us or think of us as sinful individuals. When mm-hmm. that's not truly our character, that's not you know, we just had a slip up at the moment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think Mike Rashid, he said this, It's, I mean, it's so simple, but he said, only good things happen to me. And he's a great example of what it looks like to li- live through faith. I mean, he's a famous boxer and bodybuilder, but I, I just like, that's just imprinted on my heart now. So it's like, I truly believe that because like I said, whatever the devil meant for evil, God takes it and turns it for good. I've, I mean, I've seen that so much throughout my life, just in this past six months, it's crazy. But I think like people our age, they, they think, I think a lot of believers that are like hypocritical but i want to destroy that concept because we're all sinners as human beings we're designed to sin and i hate to say that but like our flesh is it just is and you have to truly be changed in your heart to want to stop doing that because it's always temptation there's always going to be temptation you're just not you don't instantly wake up one day like you're saved and then everything gets easier it doesn't work like that at all like sin is in the world and we live in the world but we can't be of the world and figuring that out in like your 20s is really hard because there's so much around us especially with social media and especially with just commercialism in general like sexuality is just distorted and it's become so easy to make your flesh happy at any moment of any day and people wouldn't think it's bad they just think it's normal it's all become normalized and it that is the most dangerous thing for all of us and it's hard for every single person whether you're saved or not and I think that when you have that conviction you can start living differently but you really truly have to want to start living differently
0: yes desensitized to it
1: yes yeah. exactly yeah and yeah
0: I was trying to remember what you said what was the guy's name again Creed
1: Mike Rashid.
0: Oh, Mike Rashid. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I never heard of him before. So I was trying to remember his name, but I couldn't remember his name. But Mike Rashid, yeah. what he said sounds similar to what David said in the Psalms, where he mm-hmm. says, uh, God never forsakes a righteous man.
1: Yes. You know, so yeah. anyway,
0: he said, you know, good things happen to me. And it sounds a little similar to that.
1: Yeah, his story, I encourage people to like just look him up on YouTube and there's a, a little documentary about his life by bodybuilding.com and he's been, I mean, he his testimony is just incredible. Like he was involved with drugs and I mean all this stuff that was pulling him down in a way. And he was still trying to like make enough money for his family and he was torn between two masters trying to yeah. do the good but serving the wrong master and he went to jail and he spent time in there and the whole time, I mean, he just changed his entire mind and was like, I'm never doing this again if there's any way I can provide and do it the right way then I will yes. and I think that's just beautiful because we've all been doing that in some part of our life serving two masters and mm-hmm. his story was just such a beautiful example. So I encourage people to go look that up.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to what you were saying that you can't change a person; they have to change themselves. And it, yes. it's willful, you know, almost similar to how loving someone is willful as well. You have yeah. to willingly love someone. You have to be willing to change who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where I get the whole thing that like grace is something we accept. You know, like we have to accept, you know, God's grace to say, okay, God, I wish to change you know, my disposition. I wish to change my natural nature of wanting to do sin to favor sin to wanting to obey you
1: yes exactly yeah the grace that he's shown us is so strong that and it moves me so deeply that my desire to do good and to not be a slave to my flesh mm-hmm. is stronger than my desire to satisfy my flesh. Yeah. Because I've seen and I've witnessed and I felt the blessing that God has just given me every yeah. day, day after day after day. And I know that's through my obedience and it's a fear of the Lord. It's also a fear because I don't think fearing the Lord is like, oh, he's going to condemn me. It's not mm-hmm. like that. It's just the fear of like, I know that if, if I'm not obedient to him, my life will suffer and it's my I will live a hard life and there's why would I want that for myself when there's eternal life in Christ
0: Yes, exactly. And just to touch on the fear part again, the way I look at it when it says the fear of the Lord, is I look at it like a parental type of fear, like how you would fear your parents
1: when you were a
0: child and you did something that you Mm -hmm. weren't supposed to. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Not necessarily like fear. Mm -hmm. Like, what you should fear that, you know, Mm -hmm. eventually your state of your soul is somewhat like in questioning, whatever. But you more socially look at them as like a parental fear. Right. And that's right. how you, you know. That's how Christ refers to God, you know, God the yeah. Father, as a parental figure.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: So, and then there was something that you you just said. And I'm trying to like rack my brain as to what it was, but I, it just slipped right out of my mind though. So, and I had it for like the whole time. I was like, yeah, I'm about to say this. Oh, it was the uh, the part <laughs> where you were talking about the good intentions and the good that we wanna do. And I wanna add the word like ultimately the good things we wanna do. Cause sometimes we mess up in between, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But what was our ultimate intention? Like was were we trying to do good like at the end? You know, cause, mm-hmm. and this just to give some like room because we will have slip ups here and there, but that doesn't mean that we're not like we're bad. We just, we made a right. mistake, you know, we, we fell yeah. down. But as long as we keep going, you know, like, mm-hmm. As long as you have that atlas-like endurance to keep wanting yeah. to try to do good, you will have a lot of good actions and good habits that are developed. And then sometimes you may digress and recede back into those bad ones for a moment, but don't mm-hmm. allow that to keep you there. Don't stay in that rut. You know, just know, based off what you have done, how you have persevered and how you have overcame some things that you can do it again, that you have the exactly. hope and the power to yes. do it again. So.
1: Yes, reminds me of that song by Elevation Worship, "Do It Again." That's a song that really like rings true with my soul because God, He's shown you what He's capable of doing. He's done it before in your life. What do you, why don't why don't you believe that He could do it again? Like there's no reason to not trust.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. that would happen often. We just, we'll have a bad thing happen. And it seems just to take over everything that happened. Like one bad thing can just rewrite yeah. everything. And it's right. yeah. I'm not going to be able to get out of this.
1: Yeah, I feel like that goes back to what your core foundation is, because when your core is weak, then that's when if one bad thing happens, then it will take everything else down with it. Mm -hmm. But if your core is strong, I mean, this goes for exercise, too. Like if you have a weak core, you're going to suffer on other exercises. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to squat properly. You're not going to be able to brace the way you need to to properly perform a deadlift, which is a really important movement. So it's the same thing in our spiritual life and in our Mm -hmm. financial life and in relationships like you need to have a really strong sense of what you stand for what you believe and then you won't be able to be shaken no matter what comes your way because you know in your heart and in your soul and in your physical body that you're strong enough to handle anything that comes your way
0: exactly and a lot of that's done through really analyzing and just comparing like what you're trying to accomplish, but it is you feel God moves you to do with mm-hmm. God's law, with Christ's law. Galatians six, four, he says each one should test his own actions. Yeah. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing yes. himself to someone else. And pretty mm-hmm. much that's saying, like, compare what you are doing to the law of Christ. Are you yeah. operating you know, in Christ's love?
1: Yeah. Is what yeah. you're trying
0: that, and that's why I said ultimately, because it's like you were trying to operate in crisis law but you momentarily slipped mm-hmm. you digressed back to something that you were familiar with a pattern that you were familiar and comfortable with at one point in your time that you used or it was there right for you. But you know, this is a new path, this is a new journey. So of course you're gonna have these slip ups. And so mm-hmm. like, just keep in mind, reflect and just evaluate that, okay, ultimately what I was doing was within crisis law.
1: Yes, I love that. And I was, I'm was, i so glad that you brought that verse up because I also think that who we are in private is who we ultimately are. And I think we all need to be really honest with ourselves and take inventory of how we talk to ourselves when we're alone. Yes. What, what we're doing when we're alone, how we're spending our time, our are we on social media just comparing our life to other people. You might even not realize it, but if you're just scrolling, trust me, like you are comparing yourself. <laughs> um, we all do it and that's yeah. just our human nature. But Like, that's not, you're literally stealing from yourself when you do that. You're stealing your time, you're stealing your passion and your purpose while you're just looking at what other people are doing with their life. And it's all a facade, it's all smoke and mirrors. And just remember, it's like nothing that you see on there is actually real life. Yes. But like, we really need to look at what we're doing alone as humans and change the areas that we know aren't life-giving, aren't giving us better instruction, aren't encouraging us, aren't leading us down the straight and narrow path. Like the path that we take as believers is tight. It's it's very, very straight and it's very narrow because the world is all over the place. It's yeah. messy and it's not going to lead you down anything that's fruitful or life-giving. It's only yeah. going to take you away from those things. Um, that's something that the pastor at Freedom Church talked about today, about how our paths as Christians should be narrow and he said this and I thought it was funny he's like if someone says you're narrow-minded say thank you yes I am <laughs> and I love that and I think it's true um like it's, it's just so true like as believers this is I mean the word of the Lord is ingrained in us and we live by that word yes. um and it's it's very narrow so yeah. I mean, it's very clear. And when we read the word and we let ourselves meditate on it, it becomes clear to us how we should live out our lives.
0: Exactly. I, I want to clear it up just a little bit, because I feel like if someone heard like narrow minded, they might think uh-huh. of it in a bad way. But if yeah. you're if you're <laughs> just focusing on Christ's law or on God's law, like so if you're like narrow minded in that aspect, like, I'm just going to focus on God's law, God's command, right. then you're doing all good things. Yep. Even if you just focus solely on God's law, there's no way in which you're doing anything wrong, anything bad, because you're being yep. compassionate, you're being loving, and accepting.
1: Yep, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I, glad that you cleared that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because I mean, I, I really like that. Like, I really like. Yeah. That's what he said, and that's like that's what popped in my mind. And then I yeah. like the fact that you said like who we are in private is who we really are. Like that's, yep. I, that was very powerful. I like that one. It never crossed my mind, so I'm really uh-huh. taken by that.
1: I I love that because I learned more about that when I was in my first bikini competition and it kind of convicted me while I was in prep because I had two options. I could tell my coach I did one thing but then do another, whether it came to nutrition or training or I could be completely honest with myself and do the hard thing so when you're alone and you're hungry and you're deep into prep and you're staring in your fridge and you're like i know i have to eat these foods and this amount of these foods it's as little as oh i'm just going to add a one gram more of this (laughs) i'm serious like it's Mm -hmm. that those little things they they really add up Mm -hmm. and when you start losing confidence in yourself it's because you break promises that you keep to yourself when you're alone and To build that self-confidence, you have to keep the promises that you tell yourself that you're gonna make and you can't break them. So that means like sticking to your plan. For instance, like when I was on prep, I stuck to my plan. I didn't flip up on it. And if I did, I told my coach because I was not going to live with that haunting me. Mm-hmm. Um, because every decision in that in that state of physical being and mental attitude, it's everything matters. Everything counts. Every gram counts. Every action that you take counts. Every word you say to yourself is either building you up or breaking you down so I I think that that's really really true for everything that we do so if you're constantly giving excuses to yourself and constantly saying oh it's fine I can get away with it this one time no you can't it's time to break that cycle because you are breaking the promises that you kept to yourself and you're losing self-confidence every time no one's perfect and We all are going to mess up sometimes, like you said, like that's inevitable as human beings. But picking yourself up and being honest with yourself every time you do and not making those mistakes again is what sets you apart.
0: And by sticking to your promises, you're also developing responsibility and accountability, not only yep. to just yourself, but to others as well. Cause like you said yeah. with your coach, when you did slip up, you confess and you know you told your coach like, Hey, you know, I did this yeah. and that. And that yeah. right there, that shows responsibility, but also to your coach who may or may not become a little angry and mad about it. It also shows mm-hmm. that they know they can trust you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Like if we slip up ourselves and I feel like that's what prayer and repentance is. If we slip Mm -hmm. up and then we speak to God and we confess to God the sins that we've done and indulge. That's also, you know, God someone saying, okay, I can trust this individual to come to me when they need empowerment. I can trust them to come to me when they need my strength.
1: Yeah, and God already knows everything we're going to do. And he wants us to be faithful servants to him. Yeah, And I think that David, David's life is like the perfect example of being human. (laughs) because he just made mistake after mistake, I'm like, geez, man, like, when are you going to learn? But I think it's like the most beautiful story because Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, he did all these things, he still was faithful to God. And every single time he was like, Lord, use me. How can I be less of myself? and more
0: of you exactly yeah. And that's what we all should do like despite everything that happens or everything that's going to happen in our life just always ask god for for one renewal and, mm-hmm. and always ask him how can we use this as a testimony how can we use this yes. to glorify you to show what you have done in our lives
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I think about that every single day. (laughs) And it sounds crazy because before that, I'd be like, no, I don't want anyone to know that I ever did anything (laughs) wrong. Like, I'm perfect. What are you talking about? Um, But like, I just like every single day, I'm like, how can I like inspire someone through my story and through my struggles like how can I do that today and God always gives me opportunities which is amazing but yeah. like I I love talking about my pain and my in my past because it's shaped me into who I am and I and I honestly love who I am today and who God's creating me to be um and moving me more into so i i just want to inspire that into other people and like encourage them to realize it's like even if you're in the middle of your sin and in the middle of a storm like it god's using it really is using it and you're gonna look back at this and you're gonna realize one day like if i hadn't gone through that and if i hadn't been that low i would never have been lifted this high like I would never be able to see from this perspective and soar up here like an eagle on these wings because God's (laughs) given me it you know he's raised me up from the dead
0: yeah yeah and it's amazing like like how you said I mean like before you truly started like walking with Christ that Mm -hmm. you didn't want to share that you did anything bad
1: yeah and exactly, and
0: it's like as you like start walking your journey, and you start walking your path of Christ. You want to share more, and it's like yeah. it's like you lose that self delusion, that pride mm-hmm. that was holding you to want to just have this this glamour shot that everyone only yep. sees the good things in your life. But now you mm-hmm. see that honestly, like the really glamorous things, the ones are the ones that are miracles, the ones where yep. you see Christ working, you see His hands involved in helping you go a different way. And so, exactly. like the more as you like, the more you go on your path want to share like how good he is.
1: Yes. Oh, I couldn't have said that better. It's so true. It's every day. It's a constant, like, urge. I just, like, my heart starts racing and, I'm like, if I'm meeting with someone or I, I just have a conversation with someone randomly and I, there's an opportunity that arises, I just, like, feel like my, my whole physical, like, being just changed because I know that that's part of my purpose in life is to be humble and share, like, my struggles because I, I just love them so much. I'm, like, yeah. I don't know what I who I'd be without the pain I went through
0: mm-hmm. They're defining moments
1: exactly and, yeah uh, yeah
0: I like to think of them as opportunities for like development yes so these and, and it kind of reminds me of like Ecclesiastes where it says who can make straight what God has made crooked and mm-hmm. from that I just think of like there are certain things in our life that we endeavor that we go through and they're mm-hmm. used to and they're pretty much there as a witness to see how we respond. So yeah. unless you commit a sin, do you allow yourself to just wallow in the sin to let it overwhelm you? Or do you take mm-hmm. that, that guilt and that shame and you redirect it? You become passionate and you place it into something that can help yeah. encourage and uplift others.
1: Yes, yes. Not don't stay there, like yes. you said before. Don't yes. stay there in your shame because whatever wherever there's shame, there's something that's that's hidden that hasn't come up and yes. it the word tells us that the truth will always come to light and the truth is gonna set you free. And I think twenty twenty has been nothing but the truth coming to light. Just in the world and in everything that we're going through right now with COVID. Like I think the truth is coming out. Yes. And I feel that in a lot of people's lives as well.
0: Oh no, that's amazing! The truth coming to light, yes. Yeah, it's just a privilege to actually be able to just share everything that's going on. Like for me, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the idea of just being able to talk to others, to be able to encourage others. That's something I was always scared to do. I was I, I was nervous about it. Right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: been glossophobic pretty much like all my life. my leg would shake when I would give like a presentation in high school yeah to be able to do this and the fact that you're here assisting with Mm -hmm. this is just amazing oh I I know
1: Yeah, yeah it's such a gift and thank you so much for like having me on and having this conversation because I think this is what we need more of is more connection with believers and sharing faith because this is like food for us this is yeah. like soul food for us we need this we need we need that community we need to know that we're not in this alone because sometimes it can be hard like when you're trying to like live for jesus it's hard like every day you have to lay down your life and pick up his cross and that is not easy so but this these conversations and sharing faith and talking about it it really just it gives us a new like a refreshment and a new perspective and i just can't thank you enough for doing that and having because these are the conversations that will change the world they just are
0: oh well thank you i mean i should be thanking you for coming on here <laughs> and having this conversation. But thanks. Of course. Yes, you're
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> but just the reach on, to reach on the part where you're talking about our walk is difficult. I feel like a lot of people just don't like majority of the world really don't understand like how difficult it is. Honestly, yeah. if you look at Christians. Like, if you look at Christians and Christianity in general, we're pretty much mm-hmm. like at the butt of, of, of every joke. You know, on TV, yeah. on media, everything. People are just cracking jokes about us, about our beliefs, mm-hmm. what we believe in. And mm-hmm. they just say these little witty, and you know, and satires and things like that in the movies and in plays and yeah. all those other things. And, it, you know, that's really hard to endure. That's really yeah. hard to live in a world in a society that really just pokes at you constantly.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, um, it is. Especially I think when people see more of the world than they do of, of God if they're not, yeah. you know, living a faith centered life. That's where their hearts are. Um, the posture of your heart and what is in your heart will come out. And I think that is I think that's the hardest part for I mean believers because our past is part of who we are. We can learn to let go of old cycles and habits, but who who we are in the past can be easily tapped into if we are not careful. Yeah. And it's especially that way with our tongue and what we speak and who we're around. Because the company that we keep really dictates our future in our life and what who we become. No matter how smart or how like full of wisdom you think you are, if you're around foolish people, you're full too. You're not going to you're not gonna be able to keep your sense of wisdom or personal integrity if you're always around other fools and that i think comes down to getting rid of the old and just letting go of relationships and of things that you know are taking you away from your walk with christ because i mean like even now to this day i i have moments like every single day where i just feel like i'm living in a in my past where i feel like past habits coming up and like Mm emotional cycles and you know all these things but if you can become aware of them and sit kind of to the sidelines of it and think okay this is happening I'm feeling this way I have these emotions coming up mm-hmm. but I don't walk by feeling I walk by faith and I'm I know that God's got me like saying those words to yourself in moments where you feel like you're you're going back into a bad cycle it's like God's got me God's got me God's got me just say Jesus Christ Jesus Christ like he's got me yeah. saying his name allows him into the picture and you welcome him into that moment and he's never going to let you down he's yes. never ever gonna let you down
0: yes going back to the, yes like, the past defining yeah. you you know I, I always like to think like the past doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. define you but it can if you allow it to if you just sit there yeah. like it can define who you are and presently if you just stay yes. there so but you said a lot of amazing exactly. things a lot of wise yeah. things today so it's like a, a bunch of things that really just have me thinking. You. No, I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> I, I just had like an influx of thoughts just come to mind. And it's just like, wow, there's, there's a lot that I can take from this. There's a lot that I will take from this and just have mm-hmm. to jot down because this has all been amazing. Even though you said a lot of great things, do you mm-hmm. have like any quotes, mm-hmm. any any wise words <laughs> you'd like to impart, you know, just to give the audience before <sighs> uh, before you go? Oh,
1: man. Well honestly, I don't have a lot of like quotes um per se that I that I really like think about too much. I think that only good things happen to me but from my Sheed is definitely my quote for now. I think it changes, but I would just say to people listening, if you're not a believer in Christ and you're listening to this, just know that you're loved and I'm Always. praying for you and we we love you as a family of believers and we want to welcome you with open arms that you are not being judged, you are not being lim- down on because we are all sinners we were all created equal and you have so much life that's ahead of you that is good, that's going to be full of love and full of grace that God wants to bless you with. And I just want to say that because right now in this time of the world and where we're at, we need to be honest with everyone and we can't let anyone go, go astray. We can't, if we have an opportunity to minister and to witness to someone, we do it because there's too much hate and there's too much darkness in the world not to. So I would say that. And I'd also say like, if you are a believer to walk like really confidently in your faith even if you don't feel it because we're not always going to feel it but we still need to walk it out like i said don't live by your feelings um, living by feelings is, is never wise it's never a smart way to live life because they ebb and flow. Yeah. so live confidently through your faith as a believer and don't be afraid to talk about it because i was afraid for a long time to be open about my faith and i think that came down to because i was still living in sin so i didn't want to sound like hypocritical And, but remember, even now that I'm confidently walking in my faith with Christ, there's moments where I still sin, but I know that I've been saved and I've been forgiven before it even happens. And I know when it does happen that I'm covered by God's grace and by Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross, I've been covered and I am born into a new life through him. So remember that, but also don't be afraid to talk to people about your faith. Don't yeah. be afraid to share. People are going to make it uncomfortable for you. <laughs> they just <laughs> all are because it's not normal to talk about yeah. it. Um, but every single opportunity that you have to be a blessing in someone's life, be it. Yes. Even if it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. If someone comes up to you and you ask them how their day is and they say, oh, I'm tired. Be a blessing. Ask them what you can pray for them for. Mm-hmm. Ask them if there's anything in their life that they need support for and give that support to them. Yes. Don't just leave it at that. Don't just laugh and be like, oh, okay, have a good day. Be a blessing, be different and stand out, like be the message of Christ in every single conversation, every single interaction. Um, This is something I'm learning to do myself and trying to be better at every single day, but this is our collective responsibility as Christians. And in a world today where we can't be together all the time, we are the church and the church is not just a building, it's us. We are the body of Christ and we need to go out and actually be His hands and feet.
0: Uh, that's some remark right there. That's amazing. Yes. So I'm really oh, glad you said that. that. Yes. I'm glad yeah, you said that. Yeah, of
1: course. That. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for coming again and thank you for talking. It was, I mean, it was lovely.
1: Well, thank you. I had such a wonderful time and just talking about Jesus and my life and just being able to share my path and what I've gone through with you has been such a blessing. And thank you for the platform this opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Also, if anyone is in Charlotte listening to this, go check out what's the name of the church again
1: freedom house
0: check out freedom house yes go there hear the, the pastor's message i'm pretty sure he's saying something amazing based off oh, yeah. what i'm <laughs> saying right now i'm pretty sure you're saying something phenomenal so, oh yeah for sure. <laughs> and just go there join a the community and just yeah. you know, try to be fed <laughs> but yeah but thank you again
1: of course no thank you i had a blast